darkness tries to roll over my bones When sorrow calls to steal the joy I own When brokenness and pain is all I know Oh, I won't be shaken No, I won't be chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. Shame no longer has a place to hide. I am not a captive to the light. Oh, I'm not afraid to leave my past behind. No, I won't be shaken. No, I won't be shaken. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. There's power that can break off every chain. There's power that can empty out There's resurrection power that can save. There's power in your name. There's power in your name. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear. Doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I I'm no longer 
am a child of God, and I'm no longer a slave to fear. Oh, I am a child of God. From my mother's womb, you have chosen me. Love has called my name. I've been born again to your family. Oh, your blood flows through my veins. And I'm no longer a slave to fear. Oh, I am a child of God. And I'm no longer a slave. Child of God, I'm no longer a slave to fear. Oh, I am a child of God, I'm no longer a slave to fear. Oh, I am a child.
And I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. And I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. Lord, we just thank you so much today that we can be called your child. We thank you for the sacrifice that you gave for us and for the whole world, Lord. We just lift you up today. We thank you so much for loving us so much. Lord, I pray for the remainder of this service, God, for Brother Darrell as he comes to deliver your word. God, help us all to listen and to hear what you have for us today. God, we thank you for uh, making it well with our soul today, Lord. And God, I pray for anyone here today that doesn't know you, Lord. God, that they would be lifted up. God, that they would uh, understand that you love them so much, God, that, that they would come and to give their life to you. Lord, we just love you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.
If you have your Bibles with you, Hebrews chapter 11, just one verse, verse 3 this morning. Cliff, would you go ahead and turn the lights back up? Thank you. Hebrews eleven three. The whole chapter of Hebrews, pretty much each week we're going to have the the title of your journey. So it's always going to come back to you and God's work with you. So Hebrews 11.3 on the screen. By faith, 
we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. We'll get into that a little bit more real quick. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Talking about, obviously, the, the world and everything in it, spoken by God, not made by things which are visible. And look at the first one, two, three, four words. By faith, we understand. By faith, we understand. Often, though, I'm afraid, I know I'm in a habit, habit of doing this, we want to turn it around the other way. Lord, once you explain it to me, and once I understand, then I'll believe. But the Bible really, I don't, I cannot think of a time the Bible puts it like that, that God says it like that. By faith, we understand. So the, the understanding comes after the faith. Now, I, I think you're probably something like me. I wish it was the other way around because I really want to understand before I step out, before I do this, I want to know how it's going to end. Before I do this, I want to know how I'm going to do it. Uh, Dee Dee and I are kind of opposite this way. Uh, I, I'm better at knowing what to do, not knowing how to do it. She's better at knowing how to do it. We're not all good at everything. And I want, I wish I was better at knowing how to do it. But often, I, I really do. I know this is what God wants me to do. Sometimes I know it's what God wants us to do. But if you ask me, well, how are we going to do it? That's where I don't know. Well, then why did you ever, ever even bring it up? By faith, we understand. Not the other way around. If you're insisting that you understand how, if, you, if you're insisting that you can see the end from the beginning, see, you're wanting to be like God. And it's just not going to happen. So by faith, we understand. Okay. And talks about the things of everything that is created. We're going to put on the screen Romans chapter 1. Kind of divide the message into two parts. The first part is kind of the world that we live in, the world that God has, has created. I'm going to show you, show you a real cool video here in a second. Romans chapter 1, 19 through 20. Because... What may be known of God is manifest or shown in them. For God has, there's an important line right there. What may be known of God is manifest in them. For God has shown it to them. Remember that verse? God has shown it to us, to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. We've shown this video a couple times before. I'm doing it again because I just really think it's cool, all right? Uh, it's going to show you uh, Google headquarters in California. Go back and show part. And my, my family let me know the last time I did this, I got my words all mixed up. I got galaxy and universe all, all backward in, in any way. Uh, it's going to show, it's going to leave the galaxy we live in and, and show us some others. So we're going to go from Google headquarters all the way out and see some of the galaxies God has made beyond ours. And then we're going to come back in and look at Earth 
and Google headquarters again. So you've seen it before if you've come to church here often, but like I said, I just really like this. I think it's cool, so we're going to see it again. Now, if you're watching live stream, hopefully you'll see the video part of it. So give Matt just a second to do his thing. Here we go. Stop right there. Pause right, right there. Now, what you saw was not even, a, it was a very, very small part of what's actually out there. I, what I want to draw attention to, of course, that's our earth. And we're going to get closer to that here in a second. Uh, I want you to see how small that our earth is in the galaxy and then the galaxies that are out there. Our, our earth is like just the, the, what we sometimes call the pin dot just the dot of the pin. Our earth seems very big to us, but in comparison to what's out there, our earth is just very, very small. Our galaxy is very, very small. And our earth is just like a, is like a pin dot. Now, here's the thing. We, uh, it's plainly seen that everything that's been made was made by things that are invisible, not by what's vis visible, that it's... Uh, some would say that earth and, and all that's on earth, and, and there's the earth, of course, and the earth is exactly the right distance from the sun. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It uh, spins at exactly the right speed. That's why I stay on earth and not float. Uh, the air is just right. The distance is just right. The spinning is just right. And then God took earth, and they taught me this in science class, and I still don't remember exactly why, but God took earth, and some, some of you do, and tilted it just a little bit, okay, to make it work just right. And everything, the, the air, the sun, it all works just right, and the water and the food, everything that we need on earth and then it's just a pin dot in the galaxies that are out there and some would think that's by accident and I'd say when I look at that I say really really 
Do you really believe that? That somehow all of this just happened by accident. And, I, and my response is, I can't believe you believe that, okay? Uh, it's so clear to me, so obvious to me, just like Scripture says, that there's an unseen hand, there's a God hand at work in, in creating what we see. Now, that's Earth. We're going to go on down and finish the video back at Google headquarters. And there's a person there. person right there now I'm not as pretty as she is but just pretend that that's you the person okay Matt we're we're through with that so we saw the earth and now we're looking at the person and that somehow God uh, somehow that not only the earth but us is somehow by accident or some kind of random act and my response is still the same I really can't believe that you believe that. Uh, Cliff, you can go ahead and put the lights back up. In Genesis chapter 1, this will be on the screen. I'm not sure if Matt, there, there you go. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then in verse 3, then God said, let there be light. And there was light. I want you, what I want you to see there is not so much the light thing as God said. In other scriptures, we just read that, that God spoke. By faith, we understand that the world, worlds were framed by the word of God. It wasn't the effort of God. It was the word of God. And God said, and God said, and God said. Okay? Now, that's the earth, and that's the, that's the world. I'm going to bring, I'm going to start right now bringing on down a little closer to you and to me. And I want you to look at John chapter 1, 1 through 4. This will be on the screen too. But look at how oddly enough it sounds very much like Genesis 1. John 1 sounds a lot like Genesis 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him nothing was made in verse 4 in him was life and the life was the light of men now this kind of light Genesis 1 I, that's an interesting thing that I'm not going to be able to get to the end of is the first light that God, God created what was that I'm not going to get into that but in John 1 4 in him was life and the light was the light of men that light that's talked about in John 1, and it goes on and talks about it more, is not the sun light. It's not a light bulb light. It's revelation light. It's revealing. For you to know anything about God, he must reveal himself to you. He must show it to you. You're not going to get it by understanding. Faith leads to understanding, not the other way around. You're not going to get it by study. You're not going to get it by trying more. God's going to have to reveal himself to you. In him, in Jesus was life, and that life was the light of men. That, re that revealing part of God that reveals himself, that shows you. Go on, get on down a little bit more 
trying to get closer to us and to our need of faith. You only need faith when you need faith. I shared that before and you think, man, that's really deep. You only need faith when you need faith. Some of you here this morning and you need faith. You need God to speak to you. You need God to show you. You're trying to understand. I get that because I'm as human as you are. You're trying to understand. You're trying to unravel the mystery on your own. You're trying to figure it out on your own. I get that. But that won't work. It's faith that leads to understanding, not the other way around. And this morning you've come to the Lord's house, and I don't care what it is. I don't know what it is. But it's, it's just, I need God to do something. I need God to say something. I need God to show me something. All right? Now, I want to deal with two things. The first one is, are you overthinking it? Okay. This would be an interesting question. I wish I could talk to each of you individually. Are you an overthinker? Do you overthink it? I would like to know if you're married, I'd like to know what your spouse thinks, okay? Are you an overthinker? Do you overthink everything, you know? Uh, I, don't, I don't know what my wife thinks. I don't know what I think. I, <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know how to describe myself in, in that way. I, I think sometimes I am, am and sometimes I'm not. Quit laughing. Whoever's laughing over here. Are you overthinking it? Is your overthinking it standing in the way of faith? Because you're not ever going to get there by overthinking it. Now, here's the thing. I'm not into being stupid. And I'm not into being dumb. I'm not talking, about a, uh, not talking about a Christianity that doesn't think. Okay, that's not what I mean. I'm not talking about just floating through life and, and God's going to take care of everything and there's nothing that I need to do. I hope you know that I, don't, that I don't mean that. But we all know that we'll come to this place that, yeah, I can think things through and I should think things through, but there comes this place where I've kind of come to the end of being able to think it through where I come to the end of being able to figure it out on my own and trying harder and thinking more isn't helping it and worrying about it isn't solving it. And so are you overthinking it? Are you over-worrying it? Now, okay, stop right. This is what I was going to do. If somebody's looking at this and you're really not into it and you're going to say, well, what's it? Are you overthinking it? What's it? Okay, everybody in the room who's really into it because right now you just need God to speak to you or you need God to show you or you need a God to figure this out for you, you know what it is. Because in, in, with all of us, that little word it is going to be something different. I know what it is for me. If you ask me, are, are you overthinking it? I know exactly what you mean. 
Because it's whatever I'm overthinking. So what is it? Everybody comes into the Lord's house this morning with a different it. Whatever it is. Are you overthinking it? Here's what I'm going to ask you to do this morning. Whatever it is that you're wrestling with, whatever it is that you're trying to deal with, whatever it is that you're worrying about, whatever it is that you're being tempted to overthink, trying to work through it, this morning I'm going to ask you to do this. And you've done this before, but I'm asking you to do this, uh, do this again. I ask you to stop. I'm going to ask you to stop it. I'm going to ask you to go to reverse it. That scripture that we started, by faith we understand. Okay, I, I, again, I'm not into stupid and I'm not into dumb. But I'm going to ask you to stop trying to understand it because you know very well that you've come up to the limit of what you can do. So you stop. When you come up to the limit of what you can do, when you come up to the limit of what you can think, when you come up to the limit of what you can do on your own, then you stop. And this is where you allow God to begin doing his work. And you, begin to, and, and you allow God to begin doing his, his thing. So uh, it's like, it's, it's, if I can use my hands as, as, as an illustration, it's, it's just giving up. Here, here it is, Lord. Here's the person. Here's the problem. Here's the burden. Here's the care. Here it is, Lord. I give it to you. I've done all I can with it. I've, I've thought it. I've worried it to death. Here, here it is, Lord. What I, I'm just, I'm done. I, I can't do anymore. I've been overthinking it. It doesn't work. Here it is. If you come to an altar and pray, it would be simply like this. Lay it on the altar. And I know we say it, it's almost cliche-ish. Lay it on the altar and leave it there. I get that. Now, here's the thing. When I say that, all of you, most of you are going to say, well, I've done that before. All right, it's time to do it again. I've done it before. Okay, it's time to do it again. Do you think God gets tired of me doing it again? No, I don't. I think he knows you inside out. And he knows exactly what's happening with you he knows exactly what the issue of faith is he knows exactly what you're trying to fig figure out and and not being able to do it he knows it and he's wanting you to give it to him so it's laying it on the altar again here it is lord ag again all right are you overthinking it well if the holy spirit's speaking to you this morning then you probably are it's time to let the Lord have it and give it to him in faith. Now, remind you before we go to the last thing, I want to remind you, we, you looked at the earth and the picture going way out from earth. And <clears throat> If God can do all that, I want you to, I need you to catch this. If God can do all of that, the galaxies that he's made, the earth is just a pinpoint, and you are just a pinpoint on this earth. And if God can do all that, and if God sees all that, and if God did it by speaking, and I absolutely am convinced that he did do it by speaking. If he did it by speaking it into existence, just the word of God, 
If he knows all of that, if he sees all of that, if he created all of that, the hugeness of all that, don't you think he can take care of you? Don't you think that he can take care of you? If you believe that God created everything as it is just by speaking it, what has happened to you that you believe have come to think that he can't take care of it? That he can't take care of it. Had a lady, uh, I'm going to pass that one by. I, I shouldn't have stopped with had a lady. That didn't, I don't need to end like that. I was talking to a lady, but I cannot share that one, so I want to move it on, on by. But I've, what has happened that you have somehow come to believe that a God that is that great, a God that is that big, somehow can't take care of it and somehow can't take care of you? What has happened to your faith this morning? Grab it back. Grab it back. It's, 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 like it's waiting for you right there. Grab it back. You don't have to understand it. You've got to believe it, and you've got to receive it. All right? Now, now this one gets tougher. I mean, it's one thing. You say, well, that's tough enough. The last one is tougher. Leave the results with God. And for some of you, and sometimes for me, I, I, I just don't know. That's tougher. Here's what we want. We want to figure it out. We want to think it through. We want to solve the problem. So the result is what we want. And sometimes we're a little afraid to leave it in God's hands because I'm not sure what he's going to do. I agree with you. I'm not sure what he's going to do. But it's where we come to this place where we've decided... I'm going to stop praying in such a way. I'm going to stop believing in such a way that I insist on God having results and doing results like I want them. I want some of you to change the way you're praying. Pray more like Jesus in the garden. God, I want to tell you that I want this to happen. Lord, if there's any way that you can remove this cup, is there any way I don't have to go to the cross, if there's any way that I can escape this, if there's any way I can change the result, that's what I want. But thy will be done. Can you come to the point in your journey of faith that you can begin leaving the results with God? Can you get to the point, and you may not be there yet, and I'm not there yet on a lot of things. I'm just not there yet. But getting to that point where you can honestly say, God, I, I don't mind to tell you what I want. But I really want what you want. And I don't know what that's going to be. But whatever it is, it's okay. Whatever it is, Lord, I trust you. Can you get to that point? Can you at least start the journey of getting to the point where you can leave the results with God? I'm going to use an illustration. I've used it before, but I'm going to do it again. In your Bible, uh, let me start this way. The Apostle Paul 
started a lot of churches. Church after church after church, wherever he went, he started churches. There's not one church still in existence that the Apostle Paul started. Not one church. There's no trace of any church that he started. We cannot trace back disciples to the Apostle Paul. Now, there are millions of people who are disciples of Jesus Christ because of the work of the Apostle Paul, but you can't trace one disciple back to him. In a way, there's no trace of the Apostle Paul except for what? This. Except for however many books that we assigned to him that the Apostle Paul wrote. That's what we still have. Millions of people every week, millions of people every day, read what the Apostle Paul wrote. Where did Paul write most of his books? In jail. Prison. Do you think that's what Paul would have chosen? Do you think that that's what Paul wanted? Do you think that that's what Paul prayed for? No. I don't. I think he hated it. I think a personality like, like Paul's is where he just goes, 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 and now he can't go. He's got to sit in that stinking jail cell. But it was through the stinking jail cell. Millions of people read what he wrote every day through the stinking jail cell. Not out and about, not the things that he loved, loved to do. Can you leave the results with God? Can you take whatever God's trying to do and God's trying to show you, can you take that and leave the results with God and say, God, I don't mind to tell you what I want, but what you want, what the Father wants. God, can you take what's going on in my life? Can you take what you're trying to tell me and what you're trying to show me? And can you use that for greater things that I can ever, ever imagine? You, you saw the... Galaxies, you saw the size of earth and, and where we live, the hugeness of all that and all that God is and all that, that, all that God can, can do. Can you, God, can you, a God like that, can you take me and, and use me, use the situation for your greatness, for your glory instead of mine? The one thing I suppose that Paul hated the most was sitting in jail, and that's the one thing that God used more than anything else. Can you leave the results with God and let him do it? Do you think that maybe that's what the Holy Spirit's trying to tell you now? Can you think, do you think that maybe the Holy Spirit's telling you right now to concentrate on faith instead of understanding? To stop overthinking it to stop over-trying it, to stop worrying it, and just believe. Lay it on an altar, so to speak. Lay it out with open hands, so to speak, and say, here it is, Lord. You do with it. Here she is, Lord. Here he is, Lord. Here it is, Lord. Here I am, Lord. You do what you can.
with it. Lord, I give it to you. I'm going to ask the musicians to come, and we're going to pray. I ask the congregation, would you stand with me as we get ready to pray? Okay. Most of us have come into the Lord's house with something. I don't know what it is. I know what it is with me. Last two, three days, I've been trying to worry something to death. I've just worried it and worried it. And, uh, you know, my, my wife tells me a lot, do you listen to yourself preach? <laughs> Would you listen to yourself preach? Would you go back and, you know, listen to that? I've just... I've, I've worried it until I'm sick of worrying. I'm tired of it. I don't understand it. And that's where faith comes in. Quit trying to understand it. And would you just turn it over to Jesus? Well, I've done that. Right, let's do it again. And you know what? Next week you may need to do it again. You will need to do it again. That's why discipleship's an everyday thing. Discipleship's an everyday thing. So yeah, you're going to have to do it again, but you need to do it now. You're overthinking it. Just believe it. And now, are you at that point where you can at least think about trusting God with the results? Just trusting him with it. Just trust him. You've come into the Lord's house with something. Can you leave it here? Can you leave it here? And walk out free of it with Jesus at your side. While they play and sing, if you need to come to an altar and pray about it, then we invite you to come. Lay it at the altar. Say, Jesus, here it is. I'm giving it to you.
Without you, I'm lost without. 